Companionship is what makes every journey enjoyable. Today, we continue our journey with Jesus. Join Scott Pauley as we make brief stops in the Gospel according to Mark. We trust you will enjoy the journey. Do you ever feel like you're having to learn the same lessons over and over and over again? I tell you, in my own Christian life, I find so often that it's in the basics, it's in the simple things, it's, it's foundational truths so often that I most often forget. That's what you find in Mark chapter number 8 when Jesus performs his second feeding of thousands of people. You remember that in Mark chapter 6, he fed 5,000 plus and they took up 12 baskets of the fragments. And at the end of that story, the Bible says of the disciples that they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. You know, the truth of the matter is, we, uh, we so often see God work and we see His blessings, but we miss the point. You see, Jesus doesn't perform miracles just to perform miracles. The miracles have a message. He's trying to teach us something. So in Mark chapter 8, he performs a very similar miracle. Now, it's a different setting. This time it's not 5,000, it's 4,000. Uh, this time, instead of 12 baskets left over, one for each disciple, there's seven baskets left over, uh, a picture of perfection. Now, let's just read this mir miracle together. Mark chapter 8, verse 1 says, In those days, the multitude being very great and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples unto him, and saith unto them, I have compassion on the multitude, because they've now been with me three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away fasting to their own houses, they will faint by the way, for divers of them came from far. And his disciples answered him, From whence can a man satisfy these men with bread here in the wilderness? Let me pause just a moment and point out this is the same question Israel asked in the Old Testament. In other words, who's going to give us this much bread in the wilderness to eat so we can live? You'd think at some point we'd learn the lesson. Verse 5, And he asked them, How many loaves have ye? And they said, Seven. And he commanded the people to sit down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves and gave thanks and break, and gave to his disciples to set before them, and they did set them before the people. And they had a few small fishes, and he blessed and commanded to set them also before them. So they did eat, and were filled, and they took up of the broken meat that was left seven baskets. And they that had eaten were about four thousand, and he sent them away. Now this is, this is so powerful. In Mark chapter 6, it's a Jewish audience primarily that he feeds. But in Mark chapter 8, this would be a Gentile audience. You'll notice where they are. As a matter of fact, in this particular region, uh, the Bible teaches, if you compare Scripture with Scripture, there are about seven nations represented in this region of Decapolis. And so, it's a beautiful picture of the fact that Christ came not just to feed the Jews, but to feed the Gentiles. And I'm not speaking here just physically, but spiritually to meet the needs of all people. And uh, there's more than enough. There's seven baskets left over. And what's he saying? Uh, there, is, there is complete supply. There is perfect supply in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now that's an amazing miracle. But read on, verse 10, And straightway he entered into a ship with his disciples and came into the parts of Dalmutha. And the Pharisees came forth and began to question with him, seeking of him a sign from heaven, tempting him. And he sighed deeply in his spirit, and saith, Why doth this generation seek after a sign? Verily I say unto you, There shall no sign be given unto this generation. 
And he left them, and entering into the ship again, departed to the other side. Now notice the connection of this story to the miracle. Because immediately there are others who just want to see a miracle. Show us something. Let us see something. And I repeat again that Jesus didn't perform miracles to put on an entertaining show. He performed miracles to send a message. Every sign had a sermon in it. Uh, Every demonstration of His power was a revelation of His truth. And so He's sighing in His spirit over their unbelief. Uh, Notice He just sighed in the previous chapter when He opened the man's mouth and opened the man's ears. Now He sighs because these people are closed off to Him. Again, it's the sigh of a heart grieving over sin and its effects. But now notice, as soon as they get back into the ship, the Bible says in verse 14, Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread, neither had they in the ship with them more than one loaf. And He charged them, saying, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the leaven of Herod. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It's because we have no bread. And when Jesus knew it, He saith unto them, Why reason ye because ye have no bread? Perceive ye not yet? Neither understand, have ye your heart yet hardened? Having eyes see ye not, and having ears hear ye not, and do ye not remember? When I break the five loaves among five thousands, how many baskets full of fragments took ye up? They say unto him, Twelve. And when the seven among four thousand, how many baskets full of fragments took ye up? And they said, Seven. And he said unto them, How is it that ye do not understand? Now, this is an amazing conversation with these disciples. As a matter of fact, there are ten probing questions. And the ten questions really are all the same. The question is, do you not remember what I've done? Do you not remember when I fed 5,000? Oh, yes, Lord, we remember that now. And was there plenty? Oh, yes, Lord, there was more than enough. And do you remember when I fed 4,000? Oh, yes, Lord, that was amazing. And was there enough? Oh, more than enough. Seven baskets left over. And the Lord Jesus is saying to them, Do you not believe that I am able? Do you not believe that I am more than enough? It's really almost comical to see 12 men wondering if Jesus could perhaps provide lunch for them. And He just fed 5,000 and 4,000 respectively. And now they're wondering, is He going to feed us? Is He going to meet our need? You know, sometimes the history we miss is our own. It's not written history, it's personal history. We keep committing the same sins because we keep forgetting the same things. These are lessons that we never learn. I wonder today, have you forgotten your own experiences with God? Have you forgotten the answers to prayer? Have you forgotten the sins He's forgiven? Have you forgotten the sweet moments of communion with Him? Have you forgotten? Or in the words of Jesus, do ye not remember... You see, there was something more than physical provision going on here. There was spiritual truth Christ was trying to teach them. He's warning them of the leaven of the Pharisees, uh, that's hypocrisy, and the leaven of Herod, that's worldliness. In other words, he's warning them about dangers on both the religious side and the worldly side, Uh, the side that appears moral and the side that is immoral. But they missed the message. They missed the whole spiritual truth he was trying to say to them. All they could think about was bread. We get so preoccupied sometimes with bread that we miss the Lord. We get so preoccupied with the blessings that we forget the blesser. We get so distracted by life that we forget the giver of life and the meaning of life. 
We forget His works and we ignore His words. And I wonder today, are you forgetting the Lord who's right near you at this moment? We lack understanding, spiritual understanding, because we're so forgetful. I think perhaps my greatest besetting sin, if I may say to you, my greatest besetting sin is forgetfulness because it is the sin that leads to so many other sins. Several years ago, I started writing daily in a journal. It's been very good for me every day. It's a part of my devotional time. But it's not only good for me that day, it's good for me in the days that follow, in the months and years that follow, to go back, to take an old journal and just read a few pages and reflect on the goodness and grace and wonderful power of God in my life. Can I challenge you to do the same today? Perhaps you need to start writing in a journal. Whether you write it down there or not, let it be written in your heart and in your mind. Do not forget your Lord and do not miss what He's trying to teach you in the midst of the miracle. Thank you for traveling with us through God's Word. We would love to hear from you and share additional resources for enjoying the journey. Visit us online at scottpauley.org. May God bless you as you walk with Christ today.